Welcome to the CISSP Cyber Training Podcast, where we provide you the training and tools you need to pass the CISSP exam the first time. Hi, my name is Sean Gerber, and I'm your host for this action-packed, informative podcast. Join me each week as I provide the information you need to pass the CISSP exam and grow your cybersecurity knowledge. All right, let's get started. Hey, this is Sean Gerber with the CISSP Cyber Training Podcast. How are you all doing this beautiful day? And we are going to be talking about some fun things as it relates to the CISSP exam. So today we're going into question Thursday, and it is going to be focused on domain four. So as we get into domain four, we're going to talk about some very key questions as it relates to the OSI model and the TCPIP model. So the OSI model, like we've mentioned in the podcast last on Monday, was around the seven layer burrito. And we are going to get into the various seven layers and we're going to ask some key questions around those seven layers so that you can understand when you go to take your, your exam, you understand what is needed and required for the test. So let's get started and see what we come up with. All right, question one. What is the function of the presentation layer in the OSI model? Remember we talked, there are seven different layers and presentation layer is one of those that's tied to the OSI model. So what is the function of the presentation layer in the OSI model? A, it provides real reliable end-to-end delivery of data. It provides data for presentation of the application layer. It establishes and terminates connections between devices, and it routes packets between networks. So like we talked about, when you deal with presentation, if there's something in here you don't know the question about, or don't know the the answer to the question, make sure you grab and look at what might be being asked of you, and then maybe potentially pull out some questions that you know for sure that are not correct. So obviously, if it's a presentation layer, when you're dealing with data between uh, devices, that's probably not the presentation layer. So you could throw that one out. But again, the question is, what is the function of the presentation layer in the OSI model? It provides reliable end-to-end delivery. No. It provides data for presentation. Aha. Of the application or of to the application layer. Possibly. It establishes terminates connections between devices. Probably not. And it routes packets between networks. No, probably not. So your answer is B. The presentation layer is responsible for formatting and translating data between different systems, as well as encrypting and compressing data for the transmission. So the question or the answer is B. Okay, so it formats the data in the presentation to the application layer. Question two, which layer of the OSI model is responsible for routing packets between networks? Okay, the question is, which layer of the OSI model is responsible for routing packets between networks? A, physical layer, B, data link layer, C, network layer, or D, transport layer. So now you're getting into routing packets. So that would probably throw a few things out for you so that you can maybe narrow it down to a couple that you might have a question about. A, the physical layer, that doesn't deal with routing. D, the data link layer, that doesn't deal with routing. The network layer, ah, that would deal with routing. And the transport layer, that could possibly do it, but you, you've got to be careful. Which one would it be? The answer is C, the network layer. That is responsible for routing packets between networks using logical addressing and routing protocols. 
Question three, which TCP IP layer is responsible for error checking and flow control? Okay, so flow control is a key factor in the data moving around through the network. A, the application layer, no, because it's not part of an application, right? Because you're dealing with flow control. The transport layer, possibly. The network layer, possibly. Or the physical layer, which we know wouldn't be the case. So you could narrow it down to B and C. Again, which TCP layer is responsible for error checking and flow control? And the transport layer is responsible, that would be B, is responsible for error checking, flow control, and segmentation of the data. All right, so then we're gonna talk about the SYNAC aspects of the TCP connection. So as we mentioned, what is the SYN flag in the TCP three-way handshake? So the question is, what is the function of the SYN flag in the TCP three-way handshake? It acknowledges the data, the receipt of the data. It requests the connection to the remote host. It signals the end of the data transmission, or it resets the connection. So if you go break that down again, the SYN flag, the SYN flag is usually what it does is that is the beginning part of this overall process. And if that SYN flag would not acknowledge the receipt of the data because it's the beginning of the process, it signals the end of the transmission, which is a C, and that's not correct because it doesn't signal the end of any transmission. And then it resets the connection. It doesn't reset. It's the beginning of the transmission. So it requests the connection with the remote host. That is answer B. Five, which TCP IP layer is responsible for providing applications with access to network resources? Okay, so this is the TCP layer. So remember, focus, if they're talking about the OSI model versus the TCP IP model, there, this one is focused on the TCP IP, which is only four uh, um, segments versus the actual seven of the seven layer burrito. So the TCP layer, which TCP layer is responsible for providing applications with access to network resources? A, physical layer, B, data link layer, C, network layer, or D, application layer? Again, focus on what is said in the question. So providing applications with access to network resources. So it's dealing with applications. So it's highly likely that the application layer is responsible for providing applications with access to network resources and services such as email, file sharing, and remote login. All right, C, which layer of the OSI model is responsible for identifying and establishing communications with applications on remote systems? Okay, so which layer of the OSI model is responsible for identifying and establishing communications with applications on remote systems? B, or I should say presentation layers, A. B is the session layer. C is the transport layer. Or D is the application layer. Again, which layer of the OSI model is responsible for identifying and establishing communications with applications on remote systems. Okay, so something has to connect for via a remote connection and it's, it's establishing that communication with these remote systems. So if it's establishing something, let's go down through the questions. A, a presentation would not establish anything. B, the session might do that. 
see the transport layer that basically takes the data to and from and then the application layer is what's being looked at so if you were to break it down the session layer is responsible for identifying and establishing communications with applications on remote systems as well as managing communication sessions and their various connections okay so let's get into a one more question what is the function of the ACK, A-C-K, flag in the TCP three-way handshake. A, it acknowledges the receipt of data, okay? B, it requests a connection with the remote host. C, it signals the end of the data transmission. Or D, it resets the connection. So again, what is the function of the ACK, A-C-K, Alpha Charlie Kilo, in the TCP three-way handshake? A, it acknowledges the receipt of data. B, it, it requests a connection with the remote host. C, it signals the end of the data transmission. Or D, it resets the connection. And the answer is A, it acknowledges the receipt of data. That is correct. It is used to acknowledge the receipt during TCP three-way handshake, as well as to indicate the next expected sequence number. All right, that's all I have for today. If you want some access to more questions, head on over to CISSPCybertraining.com or you can go to freequestions.com and there's, it gives you access into my environment. At least we'll give you a way you can sign up for my email list. And then from there, you can get all kinds of great content headed your way. All right, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day and we'll catch you on the flip side. See ya. Thanks so much for listening today, as it was my pleasure to prep you for the CISSP exam. But are you interested in some free CISSP exam questions? Head on over to CISSPQuestions.com and sign up to join my email list, and you will gain access to 30 free CISSP questions each and every month. That's a total of 360 questions just for signing up with CISSP Cyber Training. You will also gain access to other free resources, so just head on over to freeCISSPQuestions.com or CISSPCybertraining.com and sign up today. All right, have a wonderful day, and we'll catch you on the flip side. See you.